Welcome to the Sam the Answer Man podcast. For over 30 years, Sam Ventola has been an attorney, hearing officer, professor, and mediator. Now he's here to answer your legal questions. Sam the Answer Man, law made simple. Here's your hosts, Sam and Gina Ventola. Hey everybody, I'm Gina. And I'm Sam. And welcome to the Sam the Answer Man podcast. This is the podcast to get your legal questions answered by our resident answer man. So first of all, thank you for tuning in today. And um, Sam, let's just kick it off. Okay. Can we talk about probate? Okay, you mean the probate process? Yes. So what that is, is when somebody dies and they are, um, their will is going to be enforced, there is what is called a probate case set up which is basically a, a case that's filed with the court in order to um, facilitate the administration of the estate. So in plain English, because I'm going to translate for our fans here, <laughs> is that this is the legal process of what happens to you and your stuff when you die. Is that what they yes, basically it's, it's what is pursued by whoever is selected as the personal administrator, they call it in Colorado, other places they call it the executor, it's something that that person uh, files in order to gain the ability to uh, distribute the assets according to the will, according to what the person, the deceased person wanted. And to step back, the personal representative acts as you, acts as you would, correct. correct? For example, if you had certain accounts or contract rights or things like that, the personal administrator is issued at the beginning of the case uh, what are called letters of representation which is a fancy way of saying this person is authorized to act basically in the shoes of the deceased person and to collect any money owed to that person, to uh, pay any claims that that person may have owed, and to make sure that they are able to collect all the assets of the estate, including real property. So if there's real property that was out there, the personal representative by getting the letters of representation can sell the property or obtain a deed to distribute the property according to what the will said. Now when the personal representative sells the property, acting as you, do they get to keep all the money? No, the personal representative keep, puts the money in special accounts that are set up on behalf of the estate. And so it's the estate who is selling the property and the estate who, um, who gets that property. Another thing personal representatives do is they can bring claims on behalf of the estate. So if there's a claim that somebody owed money to the estate that, or to the decedent, somebody had stolen money from the decedent, somebody had wronged the decedent in some way, the, uh, the personal representative on behalf of the estate can pursue that claim and any money earned in that effort will go into the accounts of the estate. Okay, now you just threw out a word there called decedent. Can you elaborate on what that is? That's the dead person. That, so that's the person who had given the will and then died, and then the, the estate is organized around that person. So if the person who died is John Smith, everything will be the estate of John Smith. And if the personal representative is serving claims on behalf of the estate, it would be the estate of John Smith versus whoever. So that is, again, as you said, they, they sort of take the place of John Smith, and they say, you know, you, you wronged John Smith, you owe this money to John Smith, there was a loan John Smith gave you and you didn't pay it back, 
So I, as a personal representative on, his, on, the, on behalf of his estate, am going to go after those, that money and try to get it for the estate of John Smith. Okay, so let's say all the people owed were paid. Okay. And there's money left over. Who gets it? So that depends on the will. So the, the second thing the personal representative does, does besides paying all the obligations and, and um, obtaining all the assets of the estate, including claims, the other thing that the personal representative does is once those are all resolved and you know how much money the estate has, the personal representative will distribute that money according to what the will says. Um, now, there may be a contest to the will. Somebody may say, oh, the will got changed on this date, and that person wasn't able to make a change to the will on that date, so I want to I want to contest the will, and the personal representative will have to, have to um, defend those claims as well. But eventually, whatever the court decides is the proper will, or if there is no will, there is what we call intestate succession. And what that means is the law prescribes that if um, there is no will, money will go according to a certain spouses first, then children, then grandchildren, et cetera. It's, it's all set up according to the statute and what surviving relatives you have. Another thing about distribution of assets is that sometimes the will, even if there is a will, it doesn't control because spouses in Colorado anyway are entitled to a certain amount, even if the will says less. And so the personal representative may be required to distribute you know, more of the spouse than the will provided for. Now, you mentioned intestate, which you already said means they no. died without a will. Right. So what happens with what you just described if they don't have a will? As far as monies, as far as the estate, well, it depends as far as all of that. For example, if they had a spouse, the statutes say that if somebody dies intestate and they have a spouse, everything they have goes to the spouse. The spouse is considered the sole beneficiary of the estate. If they, um, if they didn't have a spouse, they had two children, the law would say those children are going to share equally in what the estate has. It, it gets more complex if, the, you know, if they only had nieces and nephews or grandchildren or something like that. You have to go back to the statutes and see, okay, exactly what is the distribution is going to be. It's a, it's a reason why you don't want to have intestate succession because you don't know what the law is going to say. And so it's important to have a will so that the assets go to where you want them to go rather than what the law implies. Okay, so with that being said, whether will or no will, are there ways for probate to be avoided where you don't have to go through the court process to yeah, well, that's a good question. So we just talked about the fact that the reason we have to have a probate case is because the the personal representative has to receive the letters of representation in order to acquire property owned by the decedent or uh, move on accounts that were um, owed by the owed to the decedent. It's possible that if you arrange for there not to be anything like that that requires the intervention of the personal representative, for example. Real property is the biggest reason why estates have to be probated because there may be a big uh, piece of real property out there or even just the house um, that there's no way to give that home to anybody else. There's no way to sell it. There's no way to deed it to anybody else unless you have a probate estate so you can set up a personal representative to act in the name of the decedent. Now, 
If, on the other hand, you've done something about that, if the house was owned in joint tenancy, for example, and the joint tenant survived, or if you did a beneficiary deed, which leaves the house to a specific person upon death, those can be done outside of probate. Similar things for accounts. If you have a bank account, um, if it's in your name only, nobody's going to be able to get at that money unless somebody comes in as a personal representative and says, okay, I'm in the shoes of John Smith, please give me John Smith's accounts. But if you have designated beneficiaries, either joint owners or pay-on-death beneficiaries in those accounts, you, then you don't have to go through probate. That person can just come in and say, here's a death certificate for John Smith. Um, I, I, am the, uh, I am the successor on the account, and therefore I should get all this money. So if you set that, that kind of thing up for all the assets that you may have that are titled in the name of one person, you may be able to avoid probate. And what about cars? Automobiles. Cars, there, there's a way before death that you can make somebody the beneficiary of a car, or there is a way after death that it can be done in certain circumstances, but it really is better to try to arrange that uh, before death if you if avoiding probate is something that's important to you. Well, there you have it. Do you have anything else you'd like to add, Sam? Yeah, one thing I would like to add is if you are trying to avoid probate, um, you know, you're going to have difficulty if your will says all my children get 25% or something like that. Because if you do that, that may require, you know, going through the assets and either selling them or um, determining the value of them so, so it can be divided. And it's really, I mean, if the, if the heirs are not going to be getting along, it's going to be something very difficult to do. Um, or even if they are, it may be something very difficult to do. So generally, I advise clients that you're probably going to be able to avoid probate if what your intention is is to leave everything to your spouse because the spouse will be living with all the personal property already, will have access to everything, and um, there's no division uh, involved. That's probably going to be easy to do. If you're looking at dividing your property up 25%, 50%, whatever, between children or grandchildren or nieces or nephews, that's going to make it more difficult to avoid probate. But it's something we can talk about and see if that's an option for you in your estate planning. Wow, that sounds great. So if you have any questions about probate and the probate process, reach out to Sam at sam at samventola.com. You can also contact us virtual our contact us form on our website where you fill out the details and that way you can provide a little more information to give Sam when he gets back to you. If you would like more about our podcast, you can check us out on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can check us out on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. And the cool part for you guys watching this podcast is you can go to our website, VintolaLaw.com, and download our infographic, Three Ways to Avoid Probate. So you can do that now. And if you have any questions, let us know. If not, have a terrific day. Thank you for watching. Sam the Answer Man podcast is sponsored by Ventola Law. Ventola Law provides litigation, mediation, business, employment, First Amendment, probate, and estate planning legal services. If you'd like to discuss your legal issue with Sam, please contact Ventola Law at 303-864-9797 or check out our website at www.ventolalaw.com. Ventola Law. 
mediation, and legal representation at an expert level.